This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's talk about business a little bit because this audience are either already entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. What are some key things that you would say every entrepreneur needs in place for that foundation? Well, here's the thing. Um, Sometimes you're starting something that, you know, it takes years for it to start making money or profit, right? So there's stage in where to be um, in each stage of your business. So at the beginning, of course, you want to legitimize your business by registering it with the with, with, with the state government. Okay. Most people thinking, oh, I got an EIN number and I have my name. I'm I'm legitimate. No, you're not. Yeah. An EIN number does not make you legitimate. What makes you legitimate is it to register your LLC or your corporation with the uh, state. State is what makes you legitimate. So we get a lot of that. And I have to, hey, you got to file those with the state. And sometimes they've already started the business and the name's not even available because wow. they did not do the proper step to start their business. So so get a free consultation. We offer free consultation to anyone who wants to start a business, who wants to go into business, who already, already have a business, but didn't do the proper step and their business just take off, especially right now with the internet age. You know, with the gig economic, you know, with with influencers, they are making money left and right and never thought about, oh, this is a business. So those are the things that, you know, you put in place. If you are, you start up with, you know, with your name, make sure the name that you are using is available to be used or you're going to get sued and you don't want that to, you know, that would deter you from starting another business. So, yeah. So starting right, getting those consultation and meeting with someone that can give you some good advice on where to start. But I will start with just, you know, registering, starting with a bank, a brand new account, starting with a bank account. A lot of people don't do that. They commingled fund. They put their, their regular income with their business income. And now I was thinking all of them are business and they want to pay double tax on that. So it's good to separate them so that you know that, hey, this income is for my business. This income is for my personal W-2 job. So keep them separate. And I would advise that if you are going to start a business and you have the good credit, get a business card and put everything on that. Don't go to McDonald's. Don't go to Starbucks with that business card because uh, those are not expensive. You cannot get lunch for yourself and say it's the expense. <laughs> so make sure it is legitimate expenses. If you're going to meet with, with a partner and you're going to try to get their business or, you know, a potential client and you want to treat them to a coffee, yes. Your coffee and their coffee become deduction. But just going on a drive through the Starbucks and getting a coffee before you meet the client is not a sense. So keeping those in mind, and that's what we teach and educate our small businesses on when they first started out. So- yeah, I always say that I think every business needs definitely a lawyer and an accountant. Like you cannot get anywhere without that. And I remember when. Because right now, because of social media and stuff, it's so much misinformation out there. Yes, and I remember um, when BJ and I got married, before, I didn't really let him into my business like that. I'm like, you're my boyfriend. You're my husband. You can stay over there. <laughs> so, 
Once we got married, I'm like, all right, can you come okay, over here? Listen, take it over. You and the accountant, take that. Okay. Exactly. He was like, Tay, DoorDash is not a business expense. I said, <laughs> why is it not? Like you would oh, eat no matter God. what. You would eat whether you have a business or not. No, it's not a business expense, honey. No, no, no. Not with me. <laughs> and then, um, and I know how Trump had changed some things, but even when we went to buy our house, when we were talking to the uh, lender, she was just telling us how, like, a lot of entrepreneurs, we just want to write off everything. But then when it's time to go and do something, we on paper can't afford nothing because we making zero dollars. And then this is the other things, and this is based because of not having been educated. Because right. we have clients who who makes and you give an example. I have a one of I have an influencer client who last year made over a million dollars, but prior to coming to us, her expenses were like nine hundred thousand. What? <laughs> right. Where? Who? How? (laughs) Well, and then and then the worst thing is it was a CPA who did their taxes. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. so unethical. You're gonna get this person in trouble and in jail. Yeah. You don't do that. You got there gotta be other ways to expense out, but it can be to deduction and you are your your whole job is on the internet. Yeah. What your laptop costs nine hundred thousand dollars? Right. No, no that, those designer outfits they need to take pictures of ended up to all of that money. Well, right. Then you, I need to see your closet. <laughs> but, uh, but on for real though, yeah. So some stuff, and and this is where IRS was like, it's not plausible. This is not no. You are you 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 are under you know over reporting your deduction, and we're gonna audit you. And now you got to show them everything. And here's the thing about um, taking pictures. And I know you you said something very great. A lot of people doesn't know that as well. If the outfit that you are taking pictures on, you can wear it again outside of your work. It is not a deduction, honey. Even if you're in the fashion industry, because what they're saying is this. Okay, well. You can only wear, see, for instance, a doctor that wears scrubs can ride it off because you can only, a doctor's not going to wear the scrub to go to a party at night. That's only for work purposes. But if the doctor purchased a suit to go to a meeting or to meet a client, that suit is not a tax deduction because that suit can be worn other time outside of this one meeting. So the IRS will not allow that. So a lot of that will, will not even be a deduction anyway. Wow. Just FYI. <laughs> something new every day. <laughs> but that's what I love about, you know, even you guys' podcast, Simplified Tax Resolution. I learned so much. I remember one episode um, you guys were talking about in the same with the influencers and all of those things, how with everybody posting everything, which is essentially us snitching on ourselves. And the IRS, Xavier was saying, the IRS can just look at your social media accounts and be like, hmm. It gets us in trouble. We don't realize it. Yes. So it's great that you're posting, you know, this is what I got from this, you know, from 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 posting for this client. I got this Chanel bag and I'm wearing it. It's an amazing bag. But then you forgot that Chanel bag costs five grand at a minimum. So that's five thousand dollars of income that you need to claim because it is a gift that is over twenty dollars. So and a lot of people does not know that. So they're flaunting it on the internet and not knowing that this is going to cost them later. So again, we educate our client. 
We educate them on what to do and what not to do. And we, 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 you know, we stick to the books, but there's also, there's a lot of things, you know, loopholes that we also help our clients help, you know, avoid taxes. And that's a big difference because people say, well, you know, avoiding taxes is actually legal. Things that you can do to avoid paying taxes is legal, but evading taxes is not. So then there's a difference. And sometimes people kind of intertwine those together. You mentioned the client that you have um, who had the, a CPA. So someone who's a certified public accountant doing these taxes incorrectly. How can, I mean, I would think that that would be the way that you know that they're good is because they have this license that could be taken away. How can we identify like the good accountants versus the bad ones? Well, here's the thing, and like who doesn't know what is a CPA, and it's and it is all because of them not being educated and or not understanding what a CPA is. I mean, you know, CPA, of course, supposed to know taxes. Supposed to, it's like a general certification because they have more than just one thing. They are they they mostly known for financial statement, right? You need, if you're trying to get a loan, they say, hey, you need to get your CPA to sign off on your financial statement, and then you know, and then so sometimes. That's majority of their job. And some people are focused unless you got to you got to be do your due diligence and ask those questions because their CPA whose strong strength is not taxes. See, unless they have a master of taxation with that CPA, they really are not strong in taxes. They know it. They can deal with it. But that's not their strong point. Whereas our company, our strong point is taxation, masters of taxation. So we know taxes, we know the code, we know the law. So sometimes it's better to go to an EA, which is an enrolled agent, because an enrolled agent knows taxation. They are masters of taxation. That's who we are. So when we meet with a client, we know the tax code more than anyone else. So that's what we so going to someone because a CPA sometimes is not the best thing. You need to find out are this strong suit is taxes. Because their strong suit may be financial statement and do your homework. I, I love that, especially because, you know, my husband's a CPA and he's like, as soon as people hear that, they're like, taxes. He's like, I do not know, like, or care about taxes, but he's financial statements. Let me make sure that your stuff is in order. So I understand that. But without, you know, being with him, I wouldn't have known that. And especially because being on the internet, and most of us are. You know, we just get all of this misinformation online. The CPA, get a CPA to do your taxes. No, sweetheart, mm-hmm. you you can, but you make sure you want to ask them, you know, how many taxes have you done last year? Right, exactly. <laughs> and they'll say one, just mine. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what's even worse that a lot of us do is go to tax preparers. And you guys were even talking about this on the podcast. I had no idea that a lot of these companies will submit your taxes and not put their name on it. IRS call them ghost preparers and they are cracking down on them. Now, mind you, you know, the one that does it themselves, if you're a taxpayer, you have every right to file your taxes yourself if you feel like it's simple enough. So that's going to say self-prepared because you prepared it. But there's almost 90% of sometimes the client that comes to our office and they say, I pay someone to do my taxes and it will still say self-prepared because that person is a ghost preparer. Their name is not going to be on there. 
So they can put whatever they want to show you that they are good at preparing taxes by giving you a bigger refund. But really, you're not getting a bigger refund. They are lying on your taxes. And then two, three years from now, you're going to pay back that refund 10 times fold. Because once you get audited, once you're being levied with the IRS and you need our help, you know, we're going to charge you because we are on the side of the lawyer. We are going to represent you before the IRS to try to say, no, this person did not do that. This, they had other factors. And so this is what it's going to cost you a lot more than what the refund you got for, for lying on your taxes because you went to someone that was not reputable. So it is important to do, again, to do your due diligence and make sure that the people that you are going to, you know, feel convicted enough to put their name on their taxes because they felt like they did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what are some things that, because I know one of most people's fears is getting a letter from the IRS, I'm sure. So what are some things for businesses as well as individuals that trigger that audit? I know one thing you've mentioned already is just over-reporting expenses. Yes. So so that could be one of the biggest things that can trigger an audit is two things. is under-reporting your income, which is huge, especially for for influencers, gig economy. Yeah, under-reporting your income. And the second is over-reporting your deduction, right? You get them out of the air. You just pull them out of the air. That doesn't exist. You just make them up. And some, you know, even use Sally. Same as last year, a lot of companies will say, oh, just use the same thing I did last year. We call that Sally. So we have an acronym for that. So, but at the end of the day, those are the two biggest ones, you know? And then, of course, some, you know, some are blatant lies, blatant disregard for the law, saying that you you in school so you can get the education credit. You're saying that, you know, you you have a child when you don't, you born somebody else's kid. So those are all the things that can get you in a lot of heap of trouble with the IRS. And, and again, a lot of people are going to jail because of that. Like, you know, they're cracking down to Tatum. They're not playing. So you just have to be right. And I can sleep good at night because guess what? I ain't going to be one of those people. Oh, nope. God willing. No, I'm, I'm going to pay my taxes because guess what? The fact that I'm doing well mean that I can afford to pay my taxes and I'm going to pay it, you know? And you can, your clients can sleep good at night knowing that the person who is managing my finances is also a tax resolution company. Listen, that is one of the best thing that you can have is a company. Because a lot of time you, you go to get your taxes done from someone who does not have a license, who's not a CPA, who's not an EA, who's not a lawyer. And then you end up getting, you know, hit with something. And now you're calling that person and say, I can't help you. You got to call somebody else. And what's good about us is that we are full circle, like you said, we handle your tax prepare. And then if we prepare your taxes and then you get audited, of course, we're going to charge you to represent you on an audit because an audit can happen without us doing anything wrong. It's just that you were randomly selected. So, but at the end of, you don't have to go look for somebody. We already know your case. And reality is 99% of the time that our client who gets audited passed with flying colors. Because we already did the, the pre-audit. Because we filed the return as if they're going to get audited. We asked for the substantiation. We asked for the receipt and documentation. We do review the bank statement to make sure the income the reporting is correct. Because when you get audited, especially if you're a small business, the first thing the IRS is going to ask you is the 12-month bank statement. And any deposit that was made, they're going to count it as income. So when we get those bank statements, we question those deposits. Because guess what? Some of those deposits could have been money from your personal account to fund your business, but you never reconcile it. You never put document that. 
and you forgot a year later wh- wh- where that money come from, and now you're paying taxes on that money. So that's why it's important to keep your record at least for three to seven years, and then trying to keep record of everything that you that your company makes and what you're putting into it that is owner's equity that you're putting into your business. I love it. So for new entrepreneurs, at what point should they bring on a company to manage their records? Like, should they manage it themselves for a little bit? And then once they get a certain uh, income marker, then bring on a tax base? Or at what point should they have a professional? Well, I was going to say that, but then some people cannot afford it. And you have to, you have to be honest with that, right? You know, some people just starting out and it may not have, you know, $300 a month to get to an account like us to help them with their books. So what we tell clients to do is this, when they come to the consultation, we charge them a, a small fee for consultation and we educate them on what to keep. Do it on your own for right now because it's simple to maintain it because it's not a lot. But once you start, and we have a, a dollar amount that we said, you, you're in tier one right now. You know, if you're making less than, you know, $20,000, $25,000 in revenue, you can manage that yourself. Just make sure you keep things separately. And that's just a, a one-hour consultation with us. We give you all the information you need to keep that. But once you start going over that amount and you feel like that your, com- your, your, your company is going leaps and bounds, then yes, help, help us to start you off small. Say, you know, and then, like I said, we're Christian. We're going to try to help you out either way. If God sent you to us, we're going to help you. So we can say, look, we may not charge you the first $300 every month, but we can start you with the summary. Like we'll charge you $1,200 for the whole year. And then basically, and then we're not going to, you know, reconcile your whole 15 account. Because if you got 15 account, I mean, you're doing well. But if you just put an account in one, one account, bank account, and one credit card, then we can, you know, summarize it within a year or within that year and then charge you a lesser amount. But I would do it as soon as you feel like you can afford to to get someone to help you because building the solid foundation at the beginning, you know, take away all the worries when you start building your company and it start to grow. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now listen, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. It's not just about the gross, but it's about what we net, what we take home. And NetSuite gives you the perfect opportunity to net more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing in accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. With the way that the economy is looking right now, everything costs so much. So when it comes to these businesses, we have to make sure that we are cutting costs and finding ways to save money and boost performance at the same time. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking 
thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users in 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can give Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. I love that. Even how you said, you know, even if it's not time to bring on something, someone monthly, still come and get educated on exactly what you need to do from the experts. And I feel like people, we make this mistake of going to Google or listening to stuff that we see, but going to a company and say, hey, listen, I want to make sure I'm building my business correctly. I don't want to get to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm doing this incorrectly. or I'm getting a letter from the IRS. What do I need to do right now? I feel like that is such an important step to making your business. That education is such an important step. So again, even if you can't pay someone on a monthly basis, you're still making sure that your stuff is together. And then once your business grows, you can just hand it off and it'll probably be cheaper because it's less we have to fix. Exactly. That is, I mean, you hit the nail in the head. I'm telling you, we we charge clients more when they've been in business two, three years because now we've got to clean up the books for the last three years. And it's sometimes it's easier. We charge less when we are setting the book the first time for them correctly because we already know what we're doing. Whereas if we have to go back and clean your books and read, because sometimes, like you said, you know, Uber Eats is not a deduction and you already have it in your system as a meal in entertainment. Who did you entertain, really? Yourself and the TV? So, so, so then, so if we already telling you what to categorize, where it goes, then, you know, it makes sense because sometimes, you know, we're not going to say we don't make mistake where we forgot our own personal card at home. We only have the business credit card and then we did something personal. Well, guess what you do? If you have an account, say, Hey, I bought something personal and we're just going to, we're just going to direct that as a, as if it was an owner's draw, as if you took money for yourself out of the business. But it's not going to be an expense. It's going to be money you took out of for yourself. 
So we know how to reconcile those. We know how to categorize those expenses that you you did not meant to put on your business expenses, but because you didn't have your personal card on you or something happened and you end up using the business card for a personal thing. We just need to know what they are. So what happens? I love the, I feel like I know the answer is because I've listened to the podcast, but <laughs> what happens? So for someone who didn't do what they were supposed to do, and they're in a position, whether it's personal with their business, and now they got that dreaded IRS letter in the mail. <laughs> well, you already know the answer. You already know it. And if you listen to the podcast, you know, people, and then it's so crazy why we got to say it, right? Open the letter. That's the number one thing. I will tell you now, I will kid you not, a lot of taxpayers get those letters they either throw them in the drawer, drawer and forget thinking that it's going to disappear. And then you just have to know that IRS is regulated by law. Congress is the one that set up all the rules for IRS. And so what happened is there's statute um, that limitation on those letters. There's a 90 day to, to answer. There's 120 days to appeal. So if you don't read the letter, the clock is already ticking. So putting it in the drawer and not know what the letter says is the biggest problem we have. And then it, it it's like a festering thing. It, then they send you a second letter. They send you a third letter. And you're like, oh, it's going in the drawer. And then until you get this levy, you're like, oh, my God, I got levied. What happened? Really? What happened? If you had read those six letters before the levy, you would know that they've been asking for questions about something that was not right on your taxes or something that you did. Because sometimes it could be resolved if you read the letter and say, oh, they just want to know about this expense. I can tell them they just want a copy of this receipt. Oh, okay. So, you know, there is that, that, that fear, but you have to open the letter. And if you don't understand something, then you consult us. You call and say, hey, tax biz, I got this letter. I, I, I kind of understand what it says, but I don't really understand what it says. Can you guys help me? And we will do that. Yes. And um, for everybody that's listening, I'll put in the show notes, the website, the podcast, the phone number. So for those of you guys who just want that consultation to be educated so that you're making sure you do your stuff correctly, click the link in the show notes. Um, if you want to listen to the Simplified Tax Resolution Podcast, that's there as well. Um, if you have a letter from the IRS or you want to bring on tax biz for any of your accounting financial needs, Click the link in the show notes, call the number that's there as well. So I want to transition to a couple audience questions because I sent out an email to my list. And those of you guys who are here on YouTube, if you have a question, type it in the chat. Um, we might be able to get to it. But I want to go through a couple questions that people have submitted to me. So they say, what do you do if you skip the year of filing because you owe? Yeah, that is really a great question because a lot of people feel like, you know, I already owe the IRS money. It's no need to file. I'm still going to owe. What's the use? Oh, my God. That is the worst thing you could do. And here's why. Um, you know, there's a deadline. IRS gives us, all of us, a deadline. It's a national deadline. It normally is April 15, unless this, it's a holiday, fall on a Saturday. For instance, this year is April 18, which is a Tuesday. Um, so here's the thing. If you don't file that tax return by April 18 and you owe, and that's one of the key factors. The key factor is you owe because a lot of people will be like, well, I'm going to get a refund. You don't have to file. They don't care because filing and not getting a refund is helping them. They don't have to pay you. So they're not, they don't care if you don't file the return 
if you're going to get a refund. You can file a return if you're going to get a refund within three years and you're still going to get that same refund. And the cool thing is when you get your refund, you get a little bit of money because they add interest to it, by the way. So at the end of the day, you don't have to file a return if you're going to get a refund because they don't care. It's your money. You're not filing for it. You're not going to get it. They're hoping that you don't file within three years. They, they can keep it because after three years, you forfeit their refund. But anyway, but if you owe the IRS money, you have to file a return if you think you're going to owe. Because the liability that you are going to owe them when you file that return, if it's not filed on time, IRS can assess an additional 25% for failure to file on time. So imagine if you owe the IRS $10,000, you're not going to owe the IRS an additional $2,500 for failure to file on time. There is also a failure to pay because the law says you have to at least meet your obligation, 90% of your obligation or your tax liability for that current year has to be met in that year before December 31st of that current year. So if you're going to owe the IRS $10,000, they expect you to pay $9,000 before December 31st of that year. So you owe the IRS $10,000 and you did not make that first $9,000 within that year, then they can assess you an additional 25% of failure to pay. So now you look at it that way. If you filed a return and didn't have the money to pay them, then you're still going to get hit with that 25% for failure to pay on time. But you will not get hit with that 25% for failure to file on time. So imagine that if you don't file before the deadline or get an extension to file in October, you're going to get hit with both penalties instead of just that they're one for failure to pay. So it is important that no matter what, you either file it on time or request an extension for another six months, and that full is due on October 15th. And then that will, I guess, buy you some time too to make some arrangements as opposed to those two penalties. So I'm assuming people, you know, who find themselves in this situation, they didn't pay because they probably, you know, just don't have it to pay. So what are the options for people who are there? Like, hey, I don't want to get the penalties. I would like to pay the money I owe, but I don't have it. So now what? Okay. So think about what you just said. So let's go back to the $10,000 example where you owe $10,000. In order for you to owe the IRS $10,000 in taxes, you, you're going to be in a higher tax. You probably made about sixty dollars to $70,000. So then you have two issues. <laughs> the number one issue is you need some tax planning and you need a, a, a financial advisor to help you with your budget. Okay. Because the Bible says this, you know, pays to Caesar what is due to Caesar and to God what is due to God. So just like if you're tithing and you're giving God the first 10%, you have to put them aside the money to pay the IRS as well. Right? So at the end of the day, I, you know, yes, we make mistakes, we overspend, but that's where we stop the cycle. We educate you on, listen, if you're going to be self-employed and you know you're going to make $50,000 this year, then that means your income is about $4,300 per month. Then guess what? Take 10% at a minimum for taxes. 
Keep that separate, okay? Because if you had a regular W-2 job, your employer would have already withhold that for you anyway. And so what you're saying is that you're not capable of doing it on your own. And you're a grown woman, grown man, grown adult. I'm just being real. I'm Because if you come to me, you're going to get it straight. <laughs> so I would say, but if you honestly don't have the money to pay the IRS, you got to find a way to work out a you know negotiation with them, trying to work out a payment arrangement so you can pay it. But trying to make a payment arrangement to pay it for one year and then the next year in the same situation that does not make sense. So that's why you need a financial advisor to help you manage and budget your money so you can live a free life and stress-free life, I would say. Yes, stress-free life for sure. And that's good. And for the person who asked this question, go to taxbiz.com and set up a consultation because we don't want you getting extra penalties. So most of the questions are honestly the same. Um, everybody wants to know, we covered a lot of bad deductions. Everybody wants to know what can be written off. Like what are some deductions? Can I write off my courses and certifications? Can I write off conference I went to? This is... Okay, this question right there is so good because a lot of people thinking that, and we get that a lot. So, you know, we have clients, of course, um, since I was in real estate, my niche when it comes to tax is real estate. I, I know about real estate. I know the loophole. I know about, you know, developers and managing rental properties. So that is one of the biggest questions that I'd be like, who told you you can do that? There, there's, com- there's people that are starting out in real estate because they real estate, that's where you can be rich. Okay, we know that. So people, you know, all about let's start an entrepreneurship and, and, and start a business and flipping properties or rental properties, right? And so they go to those elaborate course places where they spend $25,000 for someone to teach them how to flip properties. And somehow that company told them that that is a tax deduction. It is not. I repeat, it is not courses that is to learn on how to do your business is not a deduction. Courses is not education. Let me tell you, for business purposes, it is not a deduction. It is going to be part of your Schedule A, which is itemizing on your personal taxes as continuing education. Now, there are some CEs that can be business, for instance, my field is accounting. I have a license. I have CE that's due to keep me up to breast with the new current law so I can so I can do my job well for, for my client. Those are deduction. So continuing education to make sure that you stay abreast of all the law and rules and regulations are deduction. But to in to starting a business where you spend 25000 to learn how to flip properties are not a deduction. It is education. It is lifetime education that you can write off from where? From your Schedule A, not your Schedule C, which is your business schedule. So that is what that is a big misconception about that, where people are thinking they can go spend $50,000 to learn how to flip properties, and then on the first deal, want to write off the $50,000. Ain't happening. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. I, I love how you just keep it real because 
I, I just want people who listen to this show, especially if we talk about business, to do business correctly. And a part of doing business correctly is to talk to the professionals, not everybody who brands themselves as an expert, but people who have licenses and things to lose by giving you wrong information, right? But to a lawyer who knows the law, who's held accountable to that standard, talking to people like tax beds and your team of experts to just make sure we're doing this thing correctly. Because a big part, in my opinion, of doing business God's way is protecting his business. And so many of us, we get so caught up in the spirituality of it that we lead, that we don't take into account these foundational things and we leave God's business susceptible. So I'm just so glad that you joined us today, that you answered these questions because these are things that folks are not telling us. And so again, I can't stress enough to you guys listening, go to taxbizusa.com. I'll put all the information you need in the show notes and also schedule your consultation. And then of course, listen to the Simplified Tax Resolution Podcast. Because what I love about this podcast, and of course I'm biased, but whatever. But that's the truth. Being biased is when it's not the truth, sweetheart. This is the truth. I've gotten so many texts about, oh my God, I did not know that. Are you kidding me? This is the things that, I mean, this is a blessing that you put this out there. So I've gotten wave review from people who just called me and said, this is amazing. This information needs to be heard. And so, and, and, and I'm so thank you for you because, you know, again, I'm not in the front of camera, so I did not want to do it. And he was like, that you have to. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. But it's now, see, and then, you know, God said, you know, this is the, the path to go. And actually, it is, you know, he never stirs us wrong because I'm so grateful and thankful for you for pushing me <laughs> to do this, you know. So, yes, this is this has been an amazing, an amazing venture. It really has. So is there anything else? that the listeners should know about getting ready for tax season, making sure they don't get them letters. <laughs> Anything we haven't covered that you want them to know as they prepare. Well, here's the thing. Um, there's new laws that, 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 that took place last year, 2022. A lot of those credit deduction um, is, is about to go away in 2025. So, you know, just be mindful of, you know, the child tax credit, the, you know, education credit, all the stuff has a ending date. They are they are what we call temporary relief. They were not there permanently. And so one of the things to take away from all of this is that there's a lot of tax relief companies out there. And, you know, and I'm not saying we, you know, being biased because I'm, you know, we, we also won. But to be honest with you, we're not one. We are a tax resolution company. And that's what makes us different because tax resolution, we give you a permanent resolution because we educate you on what you were supposed to be doing and how you got there and what to do moving forward so you're not back here. So that's why we call it tax resolution and not tax relief. So there's a lot of tax relief company, XYZ tax relief. So do your due diligence because they are all believe in the retaining because this industry is retaining. We are the only company that is not using our clients on retainers. We do a flat fee, whether we fix it you know, in an hour or we fix it in a year, that fee remains the same. So just do your due diligence. You are beautiful, educated women, men out there. Just, you know, just read and just just do your own due diligence. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it. Thank you again, Beth, for being on the show. That wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week.